The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, and Nate Newton. It's Victory Monday! That's a live look at the Tostito Championship Plaza outside in front of the Ford Center, where it is still cold in DFW, but it is hot in here because the Cowboys took down the Philadelphia Eagles in what we thought was going to be kind of a low-scoring matchup actually turned out to be a shootout. 40-34, to the Cowboys pulled the victory out uh, on Christmas Eve. Santa brought us a nice little gift. We're going to run through this entire football game, but Fellas, how are you doing? How was uh, Christmas? How great. were your holidays? Family's great, good? Yes. Did Santa bring you anything, Nate? Oh, yeah, man. Just every time I wake up, it's Santa. Like Santa's got big things. Man, I look over there at my beautiful wife and say, thank you, Santa. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. I, I hear you. Uh, hold on. We're going to get to it. Let me get my boy Kirk. Oh, no, yeah, I'm saying, no nice. I say, but anyway, that's was it Yo, for me. That's, okay, that's, that's it for you? Saying. Yeah. It was you nice. know, about like me doing with the, um, you know, I thought we'd get 15 pieces of shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I would, I would leave that off the air. <laughs> Kurt, how was your, how was your holiday was great. Christmas? It was great time with the family and kids and all that. Had a really nice time. Got uh, maybe my best Christmas present was uh, about a two and a half hour nap yeah. on a Sunday afternoon yeah. in the middle of the day. That's oh, good. relaxed. Yeah. It's fun. Do you have, a, you? you have a weighted blanket? You know, I don't like We have them, but I don't really like it. It's too much. I, I got a weighted blanket, and I love it. Do you? What is a my, weighted blanket? My wife That's exactly it. what it sounds like. It's just real heavy. It it's a heavier uh, blanket. Oh, okay, okay. It's like a, it's like my, a fat man blanket. No, no, no not no, a fat man no. blanket. It's like a fat man get heavier and heavier. It, it's, it's like when you lay on top of now it's yeah, playing. Like, stop, stop. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. No, no, but no, a weighted blanket. It, it's it's just a heavier. It's a heavier blanket. It's like sometimes when you go to like if you get an MRI or something like that or the dentist, they'll put that weighted yeah. blanket on top of you to calm you and yeah. to relax yeah. you of the anxiety. It just make me nervous. But anyway, so, yeah. well, yeah. So I, I, yeah, you got one of those. Yeah, I took. Nice. A, I took. Unlike you, I took a really good nap yeah. underneath the weighted blanket. So it, it really, it's it's a good. Um, but. Chris Bean? Jesse uh, kept his family out of the Christmas. But anyway, that's Chris, <laughs> Chris Beam, how about you? Um, it was tough because we didn't have water for two days. And oh. That stinks. Wow. We had some wow. frozen pipes at the house, so it was a little cold. Oh. So we were just struggling with no water. Man. No water with two kids. Yeah. That's not so the in-laws wow. were supposed to come up. They heard we had no water. They said, we'll see you next weekend. <laughs> were you happy about that, though? Nah, I'd rather have a running water than the in-laws. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. those in-laws. Nah, that's all good. I like yeah. the in-laws. They're okay. Cool. All right. So. Was all it right. your house only or like the neighborhood? or? Um, The neighbor had one pipe frozen in his kitchen, but mm. everybody else, I think there was a here and there, basically. Hey. So it, it came back on two hour, an hour before kickoff. My wife texted me. She's like, we got the water back. So that was nice. So nice. When I got home on Christmas Day or uh, Christmas Eve, it was up. 
Nice, 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 nice. And we hope all of you had a very merry Christmas as well. I know the victory did a lot for a lot of people, but don't forget this segment is brought to you by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Nate's mouth is wide open because the Denver Broncos had just fired their head coach, Nate, uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, I talked to Chris Beam and I were talking in the hallway. He said, well, yeah, they announced it today, but it kind of happened like three weeks ago. It's kind of been building up. Uh, you, you knew that he wasn't going to – survive this this bad stretch of football and you can't fire Russell Wilson because you paid him 300 million dollars. So it always that's how it always go when when a guy makes a bunch of money, you got to fire the head coach. And now the swirling will begin on who'll be the net head coach of the Denver Broncos. But we don't have to worry about that here in Dallas because our head coach was victorious Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles at home on Christmas Eve. To keep the hopes of life for the Cowboys, yep. potentially, mm. maybe, possibly, maybe. you're saying there's a chance <laughs> to win the division. We talked about this all week long and before we left um, on Friday. We talked about was this a confidence builder? Was this game a confidence builder that the Cowboys needed heading into the tail end of this season with the playoffs looming right around the corner? Nate, you said yes. Kurt, you said yes. Mm -hmm. I said yes. Coming out of this football game, tell me confidence-wise, where do you feel, Nate, the Cowboys are right now? I think they took a step towards the right way because the Eagles forced them to play 60 minutes of football. Other teams, they didn't fear enough to play 60 minutes. They had to play 60 minutes. They had to strain to get this win. This win from the inside as far as a football analyst, and we talked about it earlier, as a football analyst, they had to strain to get this win. This was not an easy win. So this is the thing Coach McCarthy talked about six games ago, five games ago, well, since the Minnesota game. Strain, you know, win these type of games where we lost last week with Jacksonville. We won this week with the Philadelphia Eagles. It was not pretty. And uh, people probably said defense gave up an abundance of points in for the second week with 400 yards total. Of, but this was a win where they did it without a pass rush. They had to strain. So, uh, yeah, I, I like I like the steps they have taken, but it's just too bad what's coming up. I mean, they're going to play a skeleton team this coming week. So, it, I mean, it, they should blow this team out. But anyway, go ahead. Don't on. start with that. Kurt, you know. how do you feel confidence-wise? Mm, <laughs> how do you feel confidence-wise coming out of this game? Um, I like the fact that I think they did maybe prove to themselves that they could come back against a good team. They're down by ten twice and, and were able to do it. Um, I feel I'm pretty confident about that offense right now mm-hmm. because I mean that's a top defense, if not the number one defense, and. You know, they gave up sacks. They had their struggles here and Six there. Of them. Yeah, but I think overall, I mean, aside from that one horrible mistake right at the beginning, Dak had a great game. And I think as an offensive unit, they showed what they could do. Defense, well, they got it done in the end when they needed to. But you know, that's that that uh, you had mentioned last <laughs> week that it's time maybe for the offense to start carrying the load, and they <laughs> they definitely did. Yeah, um, that that to me was the, I guess the bright spot. Is that we saw this offense be in the No, it it was. It was it was a bright spot to see this offense kind of carry it. And I, I do have to give credit because, you know, we are on Dak a lot. 
the nation, mm-hmm. the country is fairly, unfairly, however you want to you want to spin it. We are on him a lot, mm-hmm. and it didn't start well for him. No, mm. it, it didn't. It didn't. And and I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sitting there, you know, after we just did our pregame show, and you know, you come out there and you throw a. You have a wide open receiver, and you kind of throw a ball right into Sweat's hands for a pick six. I go, uh oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. And I thought like this was going to be the downward spiral of this football game, and Dak would throw one of those. But he settled the troops. He settled himself. He settled the troops, and he said, "All right, cool. I made a mistake. We, we're going to get through this." And then he proceeded throughout the rest of that game to have a stellar performance. And did what he had to do throughout that course of the game. There were a couple of plays that I go back and I look at that game. He had the one play where he had he was dead to rights for a sack. The safety had blitzed. He stood strong, yes. Dead to rights for a sack that would have killed that drive. And that could have been a momentum swinger. But he was just a unit, stood strong in there, you know, kind of shoved off the defender and was able to get the ball out and not take a sack at that point in time. Then there were countless times in this game, maybe two or three times, two times, I think he had two carries for 40-something yards. He turned into mobile deck. Hmm. He turned into mobile deck. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. And I thought about you. I thought about you when he did it. I said, wow. He turned into mobile running deck. And he took a page, I thought. Winning deck. He took a page out of Jalen Hurts' book. Yeah. Of I'm gonna make now I'm gonna make you guys now play eleven on eleven. I'm going to be a viable option every single time. And again, you don't have to do it like Jalen Hurts. You don't have to do it 10, 12 times a game, but you just have to do it one or two times, which he did, and to gain significant yardage where he was able to get first down, extend drives to now those underneath defenders. Can't just come flying out of there back in the coverage and making you guess even – not guess, but kind of read through coverages mm-hmm. even more. They now have to kind of say, whoa, he ran twice on us already. Like, let's, let's, let's stay here. And now that open up those windows to those passes that you want to make to cross the middle of CD Lamb or Schultz or something like that. So for, for, to, to credit Dak and an offense, to and, seeing him do quickly. those things, yeah. And, and I, and I kind of got distracted. And it stopped the games up front. The twists by the tackles and ends, oh, that really? stops that. That make you come as a wall. If you go to stunting and twisting with your tackles and your defensive ends, all of a sudden it opened up bigger lanes. And so it made them have to rush straight ahead in their proper lanes. So, yes, sir, Jess, uh, uh, great, great analogy. Yeah, and so those are the things <clears throat> that I looked at, and I thought those were positive things. If we can get Dak to kind of do that more heading into the playoffs, if a make team say – Hey, we got to watch him because he will run the football. Because teams always want to get off the field on third down defense, yes. defensively. Mm-hmm. And when he gives you that, it, it sometimes it's a kick in the heart because you're like, man, we had him. We, we, mm-hmm. we third and eight. This we we lived. We lived for third and eight. We gave up eleven to the quarterback because yeah. he scrambled. Yes. So yeah. if he can continue to do that, now I will say he has to understand sometimes too. Hey, big dog, don't don't go out of bounds. With, <laughs> yeah, the, the, a little clock mismanagement. Well, we're trying to get there. this clock to run. That's two weeks in a row. First, Kellen, now you stay in bounds. Yeah. You gave them an extra timeout, and, and it could have come back to to bite you. Yeah, he had that and then followed it with a sack. With a sack. He should have thrown, thrown, yeah, thrown it away. So there, there were a couple of things that, you know, you can look at because, all right, that's, that's teach tape stuff. But for the most part, mobile DAC showing up was definitely one that was a pleasant surprise to see and I thought was, was a key contributor to winning this football game.
Um, does this team, I think offensively, does this team, or can this team, I should say, can this team consistently, how do I want to pose this question? Because I look at the way that this team operates and and I don't want to take anything away from it, but I want this. I want to know: Can this football team offensively get multiple guys going? What do I mean by that? And I went back and I looked. Even when they blew out Minnesota, it was the Tony Pollard show. No one else had anything. No one else. Tony Pollard had almost over two hundred something yards. Yeah. You see a guy like C.D. Lamb get going early in that first half. Eight catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown in the first half. Only the second player in Cowboy history to do so behind your guy, my guy, Michael Irvin, to do it back in like 93 or whenever it was. But it seems like when 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 one guy gets going, nobody else gets going. Hmm. Like the run game weren't there. Tony Pollard, another one of those games where you look up and you go, Tony Pollard only had I think yeah, six rushes. Yeah, it wasn't much. I think he had six oh, rushes. Oh, oh, no. This one time, Philly had something to do with that. Yeah. Uh, but, but Philly had something to do with that. But when you go back that. and you look at but it. But he had 61 yards receiving. Who? Tony, didn't he have 61 yards uh, receiving? No. No. He, well, no. He, yeah, he had six catches for 61 yards. Yeah, okay. he had 61 okay. yards. And he had yeah. Nine, yeah. Uh, nine runs for 19 yards. He wasn't doing anything on the ground, but he did. Philly, Philly wasn't having that, man. So I just they wanna, only got 115. I, I just want to know. Yeah. Offensively, can can this team get multiple guys going within a game? Like, can you get, you know, a hundred and one hundred and twenty yard receiving, one hundred and fifty yard rush? Yeah, yeah. Can, can. that's hard. They, they have that. That that is a your question because me, I, I always felt that to win games, I always looked at for my receiver to have one hundred and twenty, especially in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, with a, with a touchdown. And my running back to have 120 with maybe a couple of touchdowns. I always, I always thought in today's NFL that would be easy to get, but you know, with this team here, I'm with you, Jess. It's, it's like, but if well, it was this guy week this week, and last week it was that yeah. guy week. So, but if your running game as a whole is they finished with 115, 15, yes, is that that's good? What what that's what good? Was the what he carry? Uh, uh, three point seven. seven. That's yeah. what. That's that, where. That's, that's where, where it hurts. That's where it hurts. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, and I understand what you're saying, Jesse. To have a true dynamite offense, you got to have so many weapons going into the playoffs. You know, that you can't be stopped. That you truly can't be stopped. We are seeing C.D. Lamb pick up his game in the last three weeks. He's picked up his game, but he picked up his game all of a sudden. Where was he in the second half? Mm-hmm. You know, why didn't Tony – you know, why wasn't Tony – well, I think a little bit of that goes to the credit of uh, the defense of Philadelphia. But in these next two weeks, you, I, I'm, you're going to have to have those guys. Unless your quarterback is going to give you those 40 well, – I think he had 40 yards rushing. Yep. Unless he's going to give you that on an average where he, he pick and choose in a smart time to run the ball and, and, and slide down – you may he may be that second guy. Like we know that three guys for the Philadelphia Eagles gonna show up. Sanders, Brown, and the quarterback. Them mm-hmm. three guys are showing up. Now anything else you get is gravy. But you're gonna have to account for those three guys. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so who are our three guys? We just have a we gotta count our two backs is one guy. Right. But it can C D Lamb 
control a game? That's the question you ask. Can he get involved and control a game? Well, not only – I mean, we've seen him be able to get involved, but can can someone come alongside of him and help him? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, we'll, we'll see. Um, Brown got hurt yesterday, but every time he ran on the field, Diggs was like, do I got him this time? Do I got him this time? You know what I'm saying? I don't think unless it's a third and some incredible number where people are double-team Lamb, ain't nobody saying, I got Lamb this time because – and I'm asking you, Jesse – did they shed C.D. Lamb yeah, I was out? Wondering that. Or did the, yeah, what happened in the, the play calling shed him out? We will answer that question on the other side of this break, as well as are you as confident now in this defense as you once were earlier in the season? A lot of things transpiring defensively. I want to know where you guys are at in the sense of is this a championship, still a championship-worthy defense? Stay right here with us on the other side of the break. We'll answer the C.D. Lamb question. We'll answer the defensive question. This is Hanging with the Boys. We'll be right back. Feel me. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Boys. 
Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys on this Victory Monday. Cowboys victorious over the Philadelphia Eagles 40-34 to at AT&T Stadium. Dak Prescott went off for 347 yards and three touchdowns. He did what he was supposed to do. CeeDee Lamb finished with 10 catches, 120 yards, and two touchdowns? Two Touchdowns? Um, think a touchdown or two touchdowns? It doesn't matter. I know one thing. Anytime C.D. Lamb goes two in touchdowns. motion, two touchdowns. Anytime C.D. Lamb goes in motion and he fixes and tucks his chain in, it's a win. <laughs> he's two for two. That's twice this year he went in motion and was tucking his chain in as he's going in motion and scored a touchdown. So I don't know what that play is called, but we should just call it chain. I wonder if he does that every time or if that's a tell now that he's – Ball's coming to me. I'm putting my chain in. Oh, that's that could be. I hope not. Ooh. You know, I hate looking mm. at TV. Wow. <laughs> I, I hate looking at TV, man, especially these sports. Because how San Francisco get two quarterbacks out of the game <laughs> and they 11 and 3, 11 and 4. How? They're hot. They're a lot of guys Come around. On, what, what you got on your mind, Pretty James? good Come system. On. All right, so we talked about before in the end of the break uh, with CeeDee Lamb. Goes off in the first half of that football game and in the second half of that football game, he only had two catches for 17 yards. And some may ask, you know, what happened? You know, was it the coverage? Was it CeeDee Lamb? Was it the play calling? Yeah. And to be honest with you, from, from my vantage point and what I watch, it's a combination of it all. It really is. It's, okay. it's a combination of it all. When you look at what CeeDee Lamb was doing in the first half, he was everywhere. He was outside on the right, outside on the left, in the slot on the right, in the slot on the left, in motion. Like He was doing all of these different things to get you off kilter. And, and they weren't shadowing him with Darius Slay. They were playing him however they, how, wherever he lined up, however he lined up. That's who was the guy that was going to defend him. And he was eating, obliterating the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles secondary. And I think in the second half, the movement stopped. The motion stopped a little bit. You know, it was kind of just like stagnant. Why? And when 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 the player is stagnant like that, it's easier to 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 bracket him. It's easier to double him. Uh, so I think it's it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of Kellen Moore keeping him engaged and keeping him in the same type of rhythm that he did in the first half. Yeah. And also the defense said, all right, someone else is going to have to beat us. Seems strange that we go away from it. You know what? Uh, this this is about C.D. Lamb, but it ain't. I'm lucky as a fan. This got to be the only dude that can catch balls when people are coming at him, and he so quickly can make a move to make them miss mm-hmm. while the ball is still in the air. He's kind of but that's but that's what this is the part that frustrated people because that's who C.D. Lamb was at yeah. Oklahoma. Yes, it sir. Was, it was his yak. It wasn't. Yeah. It was always the ability to catch the ball, right, right. and then the after. <laughs> yeah. It, there was that was always his thing. Get the ball short distances and then be able to turn, make guys miss, break a tackle, run through a tackle for the yak yards after. Yeah. So when he wasn't doing it here, people were like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> "Yeah, this is what you were built on. This is this this is was this was who you were." So, um, you know, but but that goes back to that that glitchy part when it comes to Kellen Moore that we talk about as he can have those moments of sheer genius. Yeah. And then you can have those head scratching moments like, the hell are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like and that's that that's a difficult thing. But such is life, C D Lamb goes off and he's he has he has staked his claim 
as wide receiver one. There was questions about that. Mm-hmm. I questioned it coming into the year, but I think at this point in time he is undoubtedly – Elite receivers now. No, he's growing. He's still not, growing. Not, not he's still no. growing. He's he, he, he not in the conversation with, with the Justin Jeffersons of the world. No. no, he's in that second tier. Yeah, and he's still growing. I, I told y'all, say some people, some people just came out like that, man. Hey, I am that guy, and watch me work. Mm-hmm. He he's like, I got I got to learn to be that guy, because even his post game interview was like, I'm humble. I don't get too high. I don't get too low. He don't. You don't. You don't see him over there, kind of with that old. You know, walking to the sideline like I'm open. Th- you know, he just he's he's steady now. But now, now I think Jesse. Tell me if I'm wrong. Now we need to get him the ball a little bit more. A lot. Yeah. A you lot know. more. A lot more. How long did it take Irvin and Bryant? How many seasons did it take Irvin and Bryant to get to that? Elite it took Irvin uh, about a year and a half because he came in and had to establish himself. Because they had some some pretty decent guys, but he came in and established himself. But I, I remember the Washington game. I, I want to say his rookie year, and I may could be wrong. And uh, he came to the huddle and said, "Hey, man, I can beat this dude." I looked at him and said, "Dog, that's Darrell Green. I got this little dude. I got this little dude." You know, he and he was he was respecting Darrell's athletic ability and his speed, but he knew one thing: he said, I will body this dude up. Right? He like Nate this. He is a great athlete. He is fast, but I will body him up. Get me that ball on a slant. He can't stop me. Yeah, Des walked in. Yeah, yeah, Des walked in. Des, yeah. Des walked in. Told you from the jump. I, I'm not here. I'm not here to carry pads. I'm here to compete. So mm-hmm. he he walked in right away, and that was that's just who he, he was. Been do, he been doing this since high school. Yeah, he been just throwing, <laughs> throwing up since high school. Yeah. And that's why he's that's why he's yeah. the, the, the the franchise. I watched leader him. In, I, no, I really touchdown. watched him in high school. Yeah. He, Lovick. <laughs> Not Lovick. It was another school. Lufkin. Anyway, Lufkin. Lufkin. He, I, I used to like, what this young boy doing? Throw it he up. Waving his hands up. <laughs> Throw it up. Throw it up. And it, it worked out for him from Lovick. I mean, from Lufkin yeah. to Oklahoma Lovkin. State to the National Football League yeah. to being the Cowboys' all-time leading touchdown grabber. Yeah. Uh, hey, just throw it up for Des yeah. Bryant. All right. Now, as we move to the defensive side of the ball. I thought you were going to do this in the last segment. So we're going to talk two segments. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> mm, it's time to get real. This defense, I don't feel as confident. And I'm going to go around the room and ask you guys the same question I asked you when it came to the offense. Kurt, how confident coming out of this football game are you at this defense is at a caliber where you feel like it can be the driving force or at least a, a serious considerable com- component to the Cowboys making a deep playoff run? Well, I I think they can be a serious component, but I, I don't have the same confidence as I did like the first month of the season. Or mm-hmm. first, and I don't know if it's – I mean, guys are missing – they're missing – um, several guys yesterday. Hankins at the run game. Vanderish, Brown, Lewis. I mean, they're missing some guys. Vanderish, the and run game. And they've got some other guys just flat out banged up. Micah still looks like he's a little worn out, you mm-hmm. know, calling timeout later at the end, which might have been pretty smart of him to do. But still, I, I just – they don't look the same as they did before. They're good, but they don't they look They are not the same. Dominant. They are not the same. When they was running that running round on fire, the first five or six games, five games, I thought quarterback became injured, uh, Dak became injured, and I just repeatedly say, y'all, this is going to catch up with us. 
even though we was hitting them with waves and waves of guys, it's still the same guys making the plays that were getting rest. As the season go on and guys get banged up and guys don't get that rest, 28, I mean, excuse me, 32, 34 minutes, excuse me, that's too much. If we'd have been at 30, 32, giving them 28, 27 uh, a game to play, it, it, it is built up. And now you are scared to take uh, number 11 off the field. He is, he's getting beat up. He is, yeah. I, saw him, I saw him the other day for the first time. Uh, he went to rush, and the guy just jammed him up and had a perfect set. He usually could figure out a way, but he kind of just, you know, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to wait on the quarterback to move, you know, because somebody else was making prayer, and he was just waiting to make a move. And that normally isn't him. Now, you can call it veteran savvy, getting smarter, you know, waiting to jump up in the air to try to knock down a ball. But you can't continue to get your defense beat up and think that they're going to they're gonna last the whole season. It is caught up with us through injuries. It is caught up with us through how to, how to uh, play the majority of the game, especially early in the season. And more importantly, man, the teams are going to get better. This is sure. – this – you cannot – you can hope for four turnovers a game. Hope is not a strategy. But as the game – as the game <laughs> – Hope is and never will be a strategy. But I'm just saying, as the game go on and the better teams you play, they're not trying to give up that ball. Especially the smarter quarterbacks, they ain't doing nothing stupid. You're going to have to get them off, off a true misread or force them to do something through your sheer great athletic ability. So they ain't going to make those bad moves. Like we saw this kid. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Oh, no. And I'm talking oh. about the running back. Uh, Miles, that ain't his nature. Right, right, right. right. You know, they're going to be weary of that. Uh, so four turnovers, like you say, Jeff, hope ain't a, a strategy, but we do have it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get one or two turnovers a game with no pass rush, it ain't happening, bro. <laughs> We're, we are – a, gr- a good defense. Three, four weeks ago, we were a great defense. We are a due to injury. We are in the in the lack of uh, not being fresh. We are just a good defense now. We're a good solid defense. That's you know everybody know their position now. Yeah, over the last two games before yesterday, uh, before Saturday's game, the Cowboys were giving up thirty one and a half points per game. The opposing team's offense were converting third downs at a 56% clip. Yes. And they only had one sack up to that point. Well, after that game, you all you have to do is do the numbers. If they were giving up 31 and a half points per game and they gave up 34 points a game this game, that number goes up. Yes. They were at almost, I think they were like 60 or 70% Philadelphia was on converting third downs. Yes. That number will continue to go up. And guess what? The sack number? 57%. Yeah. They were 57%. So, again, that number will go up. And the sack number stayed the same. The last three games, the Cowboys have gotten one sack on the quarterback. So That's surprising. It's very surprising. How much get, pressure is there given earlier in the year? And, and, you know, Gardner Minshew, not saying that he's a bad quarterback. When you give up 355 yards to Gardner Minshew in a shootout, you know, that says a lot, you know, about 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 your defense. So is that, or maybe we gotta go to break? But is that because, like you said, just, I mean, it's the same guys. 
are they that tired, or is it a scheme thing where teams have figured out how to block them and Quinn needs to come up with a little different variety? I will or? give you my answer on the other side Sorry, of the I, 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 I That's a tease. Because I got a show. I want to give you mine. Thank you, And Jess. Nate will give you his answer. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. On the other side of that break. So you guys stay right here with us because I have an answer. Nate has an answer for Kurt's questions, and we want you to hear it. This is Hanging YouTube, with the Boys, the number one watch show on YouTube <laughs> across the Dallas Cowboys network. It's the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel, feel. us mm, yeah. feel. when we speak. I forgot it earlier, but I didn't forget it there. <laughs> Stay right here with us. We'll be right back. Yes. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to Victory Monday. We are here live at the Star where the victorious Cowboys win over the Philadelphia Eagles 40 to 34. Boom. Mm. They beat us with our backup quarterback. We beat them with their we got our lick back and beat them with their backup quarterback. So I don't want to hear none of that. We backup quarterback. No, y'all got us when we had our backup quarterback. Yeah. We got y'all back. So this kind of was set up. I, I would like to see the trilogy. <laughs> yes, that'd be fun. I would like to see the That's trilogy. That's the second round. I wish here, it was right? here. I don't know. But <laughs> it will be in Philadelphia. Yeah, second round. It would, it would be in Philadelphia. If computers listening, mm. Troy Vincent, if you're listening, come on, Troy. Mm. 
Set up, make those refs make this happen. And that's, that's what computer says. The refs. Computer the Shannon says it's gonna be all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had lunch. We had lunch with our boy Shannon today. It was good. It was good to see good him. To see chop him. it up. Chris uh, didn't show up. For Shannon. Us. Yeah. Well, you know, Chris works. Someone didn't show up for me. Ooh. Ooh. Do your job. Mm. That's what mm-hmm. Chris is saying right there. You know, be accountable. Show up when you're supposed to show up. Ghost me today. Ghost. Quit showing oh. the TV, Oh, talking man. about ghosts. Talking about ghosts, the nickname of one T.Y. <laughs> yes. Hilton, the number 16 with the locks out there. Listen, I'm like Michael Irvin. If T.Y. wants to change his name to Mr. Third and Long or Third and 30, be my guest. Keep the name alive. <laughs> Keep 1-6 alive. Because every time they see 1-6, they're going to think about your boy. Is that, is that what Michael Irvin was saying? Keep Keep 1-6 alive. Because if it's going to happen, it's going to think about me. So I want you to think about – no. But, yeah. Yeah, if T.Y. wants to change his name into 3rd and 30 or Mr. 3rd and Long. This is 16. Oh, no, it's 18. That's 16. Yeah. yeah. 16 making plays all day. But Long. Nah, he made a bad play last week. Jacoby Myers, he threw that ball back and lost the game. All right. So, Kurt, <laughs> you posed a question. I hope you remembered it because I didn't. Yeah. Defense. You posed a question out of the before we went to the break, and I said we would answer it on the way back. So, but, yeah, this, this defense was just – had so much pressure the first part of the year. It was just, you know, leading the league in pressures, that sort of thing. It's still the same players. So why aren't they creating that pressure now? Is it they're just worn out? Has other teams figured out how to block them? Does Dan Quinn come up with other schemes? What's what's going on? All the above. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not joking. And this team has been physically beat up, fellas. And they have won games. But I'm telling you. When you run for 200 and you run for another 200, then the next week you run for 166. That hurts. That hurts, man. You're losing time of possession. Everybody knowing where you line up now. Michael Schubert, this guy Parsons is a defensive end. He's, he's not a surprise anymore. Mm-hmm. And everybody know he's got speed galore. So that's how they're setting him now. They kind of let him get, and they, they say, I just got to get on my – I don't know what you young boy call I got to get on my horse, and I got to run now. I just run him around, around the loop. I'm going to tell you where Mike messed up three times at the end of the game uh, this past week. He had to backtrack himself. And when you have to backtrack yourself as a, as a defensive – I mean, a defensive lineman, he took three inside pass rushes, flushed the quarterback out to his left, that means he done ran in there seven or eight yards. This kid floats out there about 15 yards. Now you got to run another 15 yards. That was wasted reps. It was clear that he's supposed to have an outside contained. If he rushes outside, I keep you inside. Now, but if I come in here, you flush out there, I got to go around Jesse and run out there. And I'm running wide open because speed is my asset. That's my superpower. But you're draining yourself. Was he not? Doing his assignment? No, he couldn't have been his assignment because it wasn't a rollout. It wasn't a design rollout. And if they're telling you, they're, they're never going to replace you. They're always going to replace you. If I tell you to rush inside, I'm going to have somebody coming up, a linebacker, a, a tackle or something, getting out there, make sure this guy don't break contain. So he overworked himself. You saw him at the end of the game talking about, 
<laughs> yeah, you he overworked himself. And I know he he sounded good. Now he's a politician. Now he's learning. <laughs> yeah, I felt that the team needed to get a last 30 seconds. I mean, we were all gasping. No, homie, you were gasping. <laughs> yeah, you were gasping. From this from from Michael you know, the Great Gatsby. <laughs> yeah. But okay, now this is the thing about it. And I, and I'm comparing I think apples to apples. When you look at Philly defense, they have three defensive linemen, and they have 55 sacks. Now, those 55 sacks, four of these defensive linemen have 36 of those sacks. That's a lot of sacks. That tells me that these guys can individually control games. You know, and together they have 55 sacks, and the front seven has 46 of those sacks. So that tells you their front seven can individually control a game. We can't do that. When we were sacking people at our highest points, we had safeties getting sacks. We had defensive ends. We had guys that was – Dante Fowler had a couple of games. Armstrong had a couple of games. Uh, everybody had a couple of games. Before J. Lou left, he got him a sack. So they was coming from everywhere with the scheme. Now they got the book on us. Okay, when we set up like this, this is normally what they're going to give us. They may tweak up, they may put a player here, a player, but they, they, this is what they look like. You know, Jess, once we get the book as offensive coordinators, we can start dictating some of this. Now you have to be perfect in how you rush, how you scheme, how you play the games and the stunts, because they're missing key integral parts to this thing, and it's putting pressure on your studs. We have two guys, I think, that can take over games. That's Michael Parsons, that's Diggs, and that's sometime number 90. The other guys have just been in there doing their jobs. We don't have four or five guys like Philadelphia on their defense. Graham can take over a game. Fletcher Cox can take over a game. During the playoffs, Sue going to dominate a game in the run. Hargraves had 10 sacks and did not make the Pro Bowl. Ten sacks. He had five negative run plays yesterday. I'm, I'm going to watch the teams that bear watching. That's why I can't keep watching this TV because the, the 49ers are irritating me. <laughs> <laughs> the teams that can make a difference in your playoff life. Yeah. And, you know, Nate literally covered everything. He covered everything. But I, will, I do want to give kind of some, some credit to some guys. Um, you know, looking through and trying to find defenders. Shout out to Deron Bland. Like yeah. th- this, oh, this yes, kid. Yeah. You know, th- this kid is, is a guy who's kind of been waiting around and playing in spurts and playing here and there. And every single time his number's been called, he stepped up. Training camp. Hmm. From training. From camp. training camp to Philadelphia. Yes. There has not been a time that his number has been called where he has not shown up. And I think the biggest thing about what you look at Deron Bland that he has, he has, um, he has an instinctual football mindset where he may not have all of the physical skills that some of the guys who went higher than him has, have, mm-hmm. but his instinctual football mindset puts him in position to make the plays that he makes. And what athleticism that he does have, you couple that with the information and the knowledge and the instincts. Like, that's a huge part of this thing, man, when you're playing football is 
you know, I've I've seen Nate. You've seen, you you you've had a lot of dudes who've had um, just all-out skills, but no instincts. Yes, not not understanding when the perfect when the time is to do certain things, or when you have the instincts and you know, and you couple that with information and knowledge of, of what's happening and what you're supposed to be doing, man, you got a dangerous football player. And I think with Deron Bland, and that's one of the biggest things that Kelvin Joseph lacks. Doesn't lack speed. Doesn't lack the 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 physical traits. When you when you when you line them up and you say, all right, do the three cone drill, do the L drill, back pedal, open your hips, all those things, check, 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 check. Then you put them on a football field and you go, well, what? What 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 happened? <laughs> yeah. You you have all the you have all the things that make for a good player, but you're not playing good. It's lacking that instinctual football knowledge. And I think Deron Bland has that and, and he showed up. And that football game in a major Preparation way. Preparation meets opportunity, brings success, bro. Boom. Yeah. And I think that that's going to help this football team going forward. But to Nate's J. point, Ron Curse. J. Ron Curse. They were kind of bouncing. They were, they were trying some things at cornerback. Yeah. But Sean Wright got some time. The new kid, Alexander. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you something, man. I, I just, Jess, you are so correct. You know, and, and I tell people, you know, sometimes you got to, I mean, who would have thought? And I'm not being funny. Who would have thought that Hankins coupled with Leighton Van Der Esch and Anthony Brown, guys who have specific jobs, when we don't really think they're great, great at their jobs, now they're gone and it's really hampered our yeah. defense. Is there anything Quinn can do to, to help increase that pressure and all? Man, it's tough when you don't have – see, when, when people talk about, you know, next man up or next guy up or this or that and then the third, it, it's tough. It's tough when, you, when, you, when you're now playing second and third string guys who – when that rotation gets out of whack a little bit, it, it becomes very tough to now call mm-hmm. up things. Because even when you call it, you can call it all day. Yeah. There's but a reason why they're If you ain't got the guy to go get home, yeah. then you just call him plays. Let me tell you something. This is where Jimmy – and Coach Landry did not play. What you doing on that practice field when the first two teams are working? What are you doing on that practice field? Are you absorbing mentally everything that you can? So when we make a call back there, and it's a call-win call, but maybe once with the first team, are you ready so that double move won't get you? <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. I, You're right. I'm telling you, it's what you do. With the extra film work, are you willing? See, the one thing about basketball, the good coaches, if you don't play a certain number of minutes after the game, whether you're on the road or not, you got to run after the game. And that, that ain't happening out here. They have no regiment where you have to do extra when you don't get so, so many reps. Because if you do, they're going to call the player association. <laughs> but they don't know the player association is going to get that team in trouble, but you won't be in the league long. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, man. Uh, again, great win for the Cowboys. I think a huge confidence builder, builder for them to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, see themselves in the win column. The hopes are kind of still there. We'll see what Philadelphia does this week. The Cowboys, this is going to be a huge week for the Cowboys because we're hearing talks where uh, Tennessee breaks may not have to even play this game because <laughs> of it doesn't matter who they have to play. <laughs> but this short week means something. Talk about a team that's already battered and bruised Ooh. in the Cowboys. You play on Saturday and you got to turn right back 
back around and play on a Thursday night on the road and potentially against potentially play. against Derrick Henry. That that is a that that is a that's a unit. Hassan Haskin, Julius Chestnut, those are the guys playing. Uh-huh. Because their game is not this week. They, whatever happened between them and Jacksonville don't matter this week for both teams. They, I ain't no way in the world I play my boy Henry. <laughs> well, Please don't play Henry because he's just as big as <laughs> – the reason I don't really want to play because he's just as big as, as Parsons. He is. Yeah, yeah. He, every, every bit of that. So. If, he ch- if he chipped Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> but a big Cowboy victory, man, and, and, and that, again, keeps the hopes alive of the Cowboys potentially winning this division. Depends on how much Jalen Hurts is hurts and, and what – I'm just – I have to say it. I got to say it. Don't lock me from – I got to say it. Alive. The fans have said it to me. You, hope, you just, is not, hope is not a I hope it's not a strategy. <laughs> hope it's not a strategy. Why you got to call me out? I'm just trying. All right, man. We're out of here, man. Kurt, appreciate Thank you, brother. You, man. Thank Nate. you, man. Thank you. There's Newey Scruggs. Yeah. What's up, Newey? What's up, Newey? What's going on, my brother? You good? All right. Hey, for Chris, for Nate, for Kurt, for Jesse, this is Hanging with the Boys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bro, Bro. Will, Jesse, bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,